guys, and welcome to Wandering Aimfully, the show. I'm one of your hosts, Caroline Zook. I'm the other host, Shakespeare, and <laughs> in this episode, we talk about feedback and how it's dangerous. We also talk about William Shakespeare and something that he taught us at the very end of this episode. So this is your first one. Go all the way. All the way. Listen all you the way. All watch in. all the way. If you watch us on the iTunes or the whatever, listen to it on the YouTube, or however you consume this podcast or show, it's up to you. All the way. But we hope you go all the way uh, because Shakespeare. This is taking on a different meaning. But we just mean we hope you listen to the episode and we hope you enjoy all of our thoughts on feedback, why it can be great, why it can be dangerous. I don't really care about any of that stuff. Get to Shakespeare part. Get to Shakespeare. Yeah. Hey there, we're Jason and Caroline Zook, a husband and wife team who believes life is just one big experiment. This is the show where we share our journey as we figure out this ever-changing thing called life. We cover topics like running a business, traveling the world, and clawing our way out of debt, all with the hope of inspiring you to live, work, and create with more intention. Life might bring its twists and turns, but when you know who you are and what you want, you're never really lost. Welcome to Wandering Aimfully, the show. How you like that? You look like a seal. How you like do your best seal. Or, or, or. Come on, give me your best one. Come on. I, in my head, I was doing Ba-ya-ya, it. Ba-ya-ya, ba-na-ba-na-na-na-na-na-na-na. There used to be a gray and tower alone on the sea. See what I Where did there? What do you think of that? You see what I did there? No, I think it's clear I don't see what you did That's there. That's seal. To me, you're like a grown addiction that I can't deny. You would have, oh, like if Caleb would have done that, you would have been so happy. Caleb is our, uh, our good friend. I, well, and you guys, I you guys always clear. share was, puns. I want to be clear with you. It was a great joke. All right, cool. Okay. Timer has been set. We are ready to go. All the seals the time is upon us. are at bay. That's a pun as well because a bay is a body of water. And seals swim in Also, bay. they're bay because they're like salt bay, you know? <laughs> You are bringing this topic to the show, which I'm excited about because I've been the topic master. I have an itch. For the past couple of shows. Oof. You s- survived? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I, I, you said, do you have any ideas for the show? And I said, what? I'm no, to shut have it ideas. down. I'm no, shut it down. I hate that show. Shut that Quick check show in. Down. How do you feel about our show? We've been going for nine it. months. I love doing it. Um, our biggest viewership is on iTunes, as you would expect. 70% of our listeners are on iTunes. Can you call it viewership? I was going to say, listenership is on iTunes, 70%. However... Subscribership. Yeah, it's actually about the same amount of views per video show on YouTube as it is listens on iTunes. It's interesting. I still love doing the YouTube show. I know that it's more convenient for people to listen to the podcast. I, too listen to many podcasts while I walk and do things. I, but I love just like sitting down and- Ooh, this is fun. What? Uh, I got a really nice comment via Instagram DM from our friend Cian on the internet. And she said that she loves the YouTube show, the YouTube version. And That's I nice. was like, that really means a lot to me, which leads us to the topic of this episode. Which is feedback. And I couldn't believe that we hadn't done an entire show on this because we have many opinions about it, which I wrote obviously ar- need to be shared. I wrote an article about it a couple years ago called Feedback is Dangerous. Uh, so I had dun, some dun, thoughts. Dun, well. dun, oh, wow. Dun. Wow. Were we Phantom of the Opera? No, it's just like oh. that classic dun, dun, dun. <laughs> 
classic? I would say so. I used it in like two episodes ago. Ouch. Spousal abuse. You guys saw it first. Call the cops. Okay, so back to the topic at hand, feedback. The reason that I wanted to talk about this is because feedback can be helpful, feedback can be dangerous, feedback can really screw with your brain when you're trying to build a business. When do you know what type of feedback to take? When do you know if it's something that you should actually use in order to you know, make changes to your product, your business? I would also say let's bring up feedback as it relates to, and this kind of curtails a little bit into advice, but I think they go a little bit hand in hand. Do it real quick, hand in hand. Hand in hand, no, hand in hand, not hand on hand. Very no, different I wanted things. to be like a medieval couple. Thank you for the invitation. Yes. No, our moat is much larger than this. Oh, do you know what this reminds me of? Do you remember that movie, um, A Knight's Tale with Never Heath Ledger? Never saw it. Never saw it. When they do the dance scene. Never saw it. And they it. like go. They do this? They do, no, no. They do like this. I do remember Men in Tights. That's a great movie around okay, this is where we show times. our age. We're men in tights, tights, tights. I love men in tights also. So anyway, what I was gonna say is feedback kind of slash advice and especially with your health stuff and how much people have yeah. like tried to give you, hey, you should do this, do this. So it's kind of like a little bit of feedback, a little bit of advice. Anyway, all right, where do you wanna start? Well, what were you gonna say about that? Why don't we start there? Okay. <laughs> uh, well, I just think it's been really interesting now that you've been on this roller coaster ride of health since really August. Quick, of... do your best roller coaster. Whoa! And then at the bottom, or, 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 or. There's a seal waiting for you. Yeah, both seals are waiting for you. Oh man, that should be a thing. So you went through shingles in August and. We Me put, and Terry Bradshaw. We put that out there and a lot of people, you know, they had feedback for you. They had, oh, you should do this, or my friend did this, or whatever. And those things are appreciated because it can really help you get through a specific condition. Um, then you go through something like you're going through now with your anxiety struggles, and so I think some of the feedback has been good, and some of it is, it's not dangerous by any means, but it's just like, hey, what worked for you in a like mental health scenario could be dangerous for me. Interesting, so I don't feel that way. Hmm, okay. I mean, what's funny is you see Right, but I feedback. also, yeah, I get all of the feedback. I know. And so I'm like, if I told Caroline this, like, I'm not even gonna bring it up, but some people have said certain things and uh, I'm like, oh, I, I can't, do that. yeah, I cannot bring that yeah, up. Yeah, I mean, I, I read like the comments on um, the last anxiety episode that we did or like an update yeah. and that whoever posted, actually two things, whoever posted about tapping. Yep, that was an email I got many email. emails about. Um, I did look into that and it has been helpful for me. And then somebody else recommended the D.A.R.E. response book, which has been very helpful for me. So like, that's I, actually a situation where you, okay, so this is where I'll go with that, which is that type of feedback I appreciate if you have the self-awareness to be in a place where you can it's the cherry timing. pick. It's the timing. And it's the timing. Because it's, we got, tapping and dare and like all these other things way in the beginning when you started dealing with anxiety. As soon as I mentioned it to our email list, we got all these replies, but I knew when you were going, and this also shows us how far you've come in that journey. I couldn't bring anything mm -mm. of these to you because you, you couldn't handle it. I was just it. in a headspace where yeah. I couldn't even like function, but yeah. And I think also like you as the receiver of the feedback have to do a little bit of sorting and sifting. So like there have been people who, in their kind-hearted intentions of sending me messages of support have said things that are not helpful in the moment for me. Right. But I take no malice of that. I, Whoa. It's, that's not even a phrase. Like that wow. didn't grammatically make sense. 
Man. We start it. I take no malice in that. What do you? I just want to take one little malice. <laughs> <laughs> I want to take two malice. Malai? Malice? Mal. Malachi? Now we're just making it for Malachi. Malachi. Yeah. Okay. Washington. <laughs> this is why is people listen. Malachi? It's not for the helpful advice. It's for these discussions. Anyway. Um, you as the person receiving the feedback have to have a very discerning eye. But then once you do that, once you say, okay, I'm not going to let some of the, the things that are like not helpful, like affect me. And I'm just right. going to take the ones that I want and try things. And um, then I think you're in a good place. Yeah. Okay, cool. So well, that has been helpful. And I just want to say to everyone who has offered up suggestions, I'm very grateful because I know having been through this now and, you know, I'm still kind of going through it, but, you know, I'm thinking of ways of, in which I can hopefully help the next person who is really yeah. on the struggle bus and things that worked for me and things that didn't work for me. And again, it's all personal, but. Yeah. Okay. Let's shift the old gears and. To, like business feedback. To business stuff. So I think this, we could go so many directions with this because we've talked about this. We've experienced it ourselves. But the one I want to bring up, and I won't name names, but one of our lovely Wandering Aimfully members who I believe uh, watches the show on YouTube or listens to it, uh, posted about an email they sent out to their list. And their list was a couple hundred people. They sent out this email and they heard back from two people with slightly negative feedback, criticism or whatever. Was have the you. email asking for feedback? I think in the email it did potentially ask okay, for good. something, so we can talk about that I as well. Have yeah, yeah. Some thoughts uh, on that. But nonetheless, so two pieces of negative uh, or critical feedback, and <laughs> she wrote this thread, and I love that she wrote this thread because it's such an interesting thing we do as humans where hundreds of people got this email. And even if 30% of those people open that email, that's still a couple hundred people versus two. And what you don't know where this gets so dangerous, and this is why my article was why feedback is dangerous, is that you take the two actual responses over number one, your own gut feeling of how you want to run your business and do your thing, which is important to always think about. And number two, there could have been a hundred people who opened that email that were like, I love this. They just didn't reply. And I think one of the biggest things that I've learned over the years with feedback is there, and this, this show is probably a great example too. There are probably so many of you who listen to this or watch this and you really love this show. And I'm not saying that to be arrogant, but you would probably never leave a YouTube comment. Mm -hmm. You've never emailed us. You're never gonna mention us in any social media or whatever. You just sit in your car or at work or in your kitchen or wherever and you really enjoy it, but you'll never tell us. A joyful lurker. Oh, you cute little joyful lurkers. A joyful lurker. You little muffin top joyful lurker. I would That's tell you throwback. to write in the comments if you're a joyful lurker, but, <laughs> but I you, know you won't. But you won't. You're sitting here right now and you're being like, oh, me? I, I would never. I would ne I've never yeah, left a YouTube comment. I think comment. that's a really good point. Um, I also, on that point, first of all, that goes with my whole thing of like, just you as the person receiving the feedback need to have a discerning eye. But something like a, a conclusion that I came to kind of years ago, which is not something that I think would be as obvious, was sort of a psychological insight, which is that when you ask somebody for feedback, this is especially like asking in a small group setting or like friends or something like that. When you ask somebody, hey, can you take a look at this and give me some feedback? Think about the psychology of that for a second. You are asking something of someone and whether they realize it or not, they are gonna feel compelled. internally compelled to yep. give you something. So, because that is the, in the sort of transaction of that interpersonal relationship, them offering feedback and saying something 
is kind of them meeting the bar or the expectation that you set for them. So let that sink in for a second. So that person is already primed to say something. If there was nothing wrong with it, if they're like, I don't see anything wrong with that, that's not gonna be what they tell you. Because yeah. in that way, they're maybe fearing that they're coming off flippant or like they're not investing the time to really look at it or they're not you know, a good friend or whatever it is. So they're gonna feel like, okay, if you open the door then I'm gonna feel compelled to then walk through that door. So think about that when you're asking somebody for feedback is like, oh, these people felt kind of compelled to offer me something. So take it with a grain of salt. So uh, our medieval theme that we have going through this episode, here is your metaphor to think about when you do this. When you ask for feedback, put on your mental armor to block out negative feedback. And what I mean by that is, as soon as you send an email or you post something or you send a, me a message to a friend or whatever and you're asking for feedback, right before you hit send go, okay, putting on the armor, all the different pieces, I am not going to be affected as much by negative feedback because I'm asking for feedback. So you right. kind of prepare yourself. Right, so that's step one is like prepare yourself. I think it's also, that brings up an important conversation about the difference between negative feedback and, and, critical. Con and constructive or critical feedback. Mm -hmm. So like, how do you tell the difference yeah. between the two? Yeah, I actually think it's more important to have a step before that, which is who is the feedback coming from? Correct. So all day long, I love getting feedback from friends and family and subscribers and comments and blah, blah, blah. But if the thing that I'm trying to get feedback on doesn't need to come from a friend, you know, any of those things, then it really doesn't matter. And, and as much as I appreciate that person showing up and I can go, oh, okay, that's, that's nice. I need to get feedback from someone who is A, my ideal customer for the thing I'm trying to sell if it's a business related thing, or B, someone who has specific experience or is in that kind of world of whatever I'm trying to talk about or go through. That's the most important part. Here's what I also love is any of you guys out there who are familiar with Brene Brown's work, she talks about this a lot and on her Netflix um, special called A Courage, I think is what it was called, she had a whole section on this, which I really love, um, which is I am not going to accept feedback from you if you are not also in the arena. Yep. If you are not making yourself vulnerable, if you are not, and, and that could mean starting your own business or trying to create a brand, or if you're not putting yourself out there, unfortunately, you're in the cheap seats, you're in the stands, you're not in the arena you know, putting yourself through also potentially receiving negative feedback. So I just, I can't, I'm sorry, I can't accept your feedback. And I think- This is, this is my uh, my second humble brag moment of this episode. Go on. I wrote about this uh, a couple years ago, a couple years, a couple years, a couple years. And Did you write about everything, Jason? Possibly, let's go through all the things. Maybe no, but this is, I think this is originally a Teddy Roosevelt quote. Yes. Yeah, so, and, and I love it because I think it, it's also very apropos to all of this stuff, which mm -hmm. is like, is the person who is responding to me in the dirt, going in the trenches, fighting the fight, doing the things, or are they just sitting up in the nosebleeds, screaming down, and I, I shouldn't listen to them. Yeah. And, and I do think that Brene Brown is such a smart person, I'm not trying to like say I'm smarter than Brene Brown, I just think that there's a <laughs> You're reason- You're not trying to mansplain Brene Brown right now? Well, no, because Teddy Roosevelt, she man, she's woman-splaining Teddy Roosevelt? No, she's just being inspired by him. Well, then I'm also being inspired by Teddy Roosevelt. Great, perfect. Yeah, thank you. That's, uh, great. That's the way to frame that. 
I do think it's just, it's so important, no matter how you look at this, whether it's an arena metaphor, whether it's just really honing in on who is this person giving you feedback, that you have to take it with the old proverbial grain of salt and you have to really realize who is giving me this feedback. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things that is, you just have to admit is that it can hurt. Mm -hmm. It can really hurt when you get even just critical feedback, not even negative feedback. We've all been there. I mean, I own, have owned a couple different software companies. I own just basically one now in Tea Tree, and I'll get critical feedback from customers who are great customers. And it's like, oh, this looks bad. Or, or you'll even tell me like, oh, it really sucks that this doesn't work this way. And it, it does, it hurts my feelings a little bit because I've spent so much time and energy on this thing. And I know so many of you can relate to that. And to hear someone pick that thing apart, but the other thing you also have to realize is like, okay, has that person stayed a customer with me for a long time? Mm -hmm. Yes, so they're happy. They're just trying to make this an even better experience if possible. And, and for most of those people, if you were to ask them, why did you give me this critical piece of feedback? Their answer is probably just, oh, I just, I'm happy with this and I want it to be even better for everybody, myself included. Yeah. So I just think that's a really important way to think about critical feedback and how it can kind of cut you to your core at times and not let it be so kind of controlling over your decisions and, or your emotions. Right, and personally affect you. Like I remember in the very beginning of Made Vibrant, I remember it was the first hand lettering course and I had worked so hard to put together this $20 course and it was such a huge leap of faith and confidence in order to put that out there. It was my first digital product and I felt like a total imposter and it took so much for me to just like work up the confidence to do it. And I remember I people raved about it. It was great, blah, blah, blah. But the one person, the, the very first email that I got- Name names, who is it? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> asking for a refund for a $20 course. I remember and, this. And that person said, Honestly, I just didn't feel like this was worth the money. And I was like, yeah, the fact that I even recorded videos <laughs> on a subject should be worth $20 just yeah. to, to appreciate that someone put, but anyway, it hurts so much. Like you were just saying, because I, a, I had put all this work into it, but B, I had poured so much of my like personal, um, Effort, know, and effort and energy and, yep. self, and then I I felt like I was doing a vulnerable thing by trying to like put it out there and stuff and but what you realize is like those things are always going to hurt the most in the very beginning so if you're starting out right now and you get that email and you just like ruminate on it for a day just know that everybody goes through that yep. it feels so personal but don't let it stop you because the more things that you make, the more customers that you try to get, the more subscribers, the more people that, that aren't even just affirming you, but just the more people you're getting in front of, the less impact that one negative thing is gonna have. It's like they're one drop in a sea of water and the more that you can kind of like grow the bucket, the more diluted that negative feedback will be. Yeah, and I remember this, I remember this exact moment when this refund came through and I think my answer to, the, to this specific kind of difficult moment for you was, well, how many people have purchased and not asked for refunds? And I think at the right. time it was like 50 or something like that. And it's like, well, okay. It was well, a lot more than that actually. And it still cut me to my core. Yeah, like, but, it was like a thousand people had taken oh, the course well, at then, that point, And I was like, yeah, <laughs> Yeah, one person. And you really do have to, for those of us who are in those positive situations where it is like a thousand to one or a couple hundred to two, whatever it is, you, you have to take a step back and go, I need to be realistic about how much this is affecting me versus how many people are happy or content with this. And I know that that's a difficult thing and it's easier said than done, but it's just like you said, the 
when you're starting out, it's gonna be so much harder. But the longer you get through this, I mean, we get critical or negative emails all the time. And I'm not gonna say that they don't affect me, but they don't derail, derail me. you. Yeah, they don't, what I wrote in that article, which was they don't have like a, a black belt and like a roundhouse kick to my face. Why not kick him up in the face too? Cause that's a lot of what negative feedback feels like in the very beginning. But now it's almost just like someone throws a pebble at you. Yeah. And you're just and like, you're like, like dink. And you're like, all right, I mean, I ow. felt that. Like you shouldn't throw pebbles. It's a dangerous thing to do. It could have hit my eye or something. <laughs> but it's not gonna derail me. It's not a roundhouse kick to the face. Kick him up. And like for a week, I'm gonna feel terrible about myself because we've all been there. And yeah. that's really hard to get out of. Another important thing that I wanted to make sure we cover is inspired by a recent email that I got. So Ooh, I let's see if I wrote an article about this. <laughs> <laughs> the article master at work. Um, I so this is in regards to my branding email course, and um, it's your like free email. My free email course. Yeah. It's a seven day course on. It's basically a precursor to better branding course, and I've gotten so much positive feedback on this email course. Like thousands spent of people, have been a lot of time it. on yeah. it. I, I really think that if you're looking for a very short um, email course in order to think critically about your brand and the way that you're framing your business. I think it's great content. Nice. Well, good pitch. I, I just think it is. Always be closing, babe. <laughs> a, B, C, A, always B, B, C, closing, always be closing. <laughs> <laughs> Any bachelorette fans in the house will know always be cam. That's uh, a secret code. Oh, language. wow. I'm not um, looking that up not on YouTube. Always be cam. Anyway, at the end of the email course, I, as we recommend many people do, have in there, hey, did you like this course? Um, send, a, send me a reply and let me know what your favorite part about it was. This is also a clever way to get testimonials for your website, for your sign-up page and stuff like that. Um, but it's also just nice to see things land in your inbox and go, oh, people really have liked this. Um, but you have to know that in doing that, you're asking for feedback. And so like Jason said, you kind of have to armor up a little bit and be like, okay, I got this email and um, this person was very complimentary of the course, but they included a section of said, uh, what I wish would have been included or something like that. And and I was like, oh gosh, like my, my brain's already swimming of like, this wasn't a good course, she didn't like it, blah, 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 blah. I go on to read it and the feedback is like, oh, I really wish that it would have included like, how to then like apply this to my website and how to then make products and blah, blah. And it was like how to make money doing this and all this stuff. And I, and I just sat there and it showed me how far I've come in a number of years because I was like, oh, well that's not what the course is for. Right. And so you, when you receive the feedback, you have to also then put it through the filter of whatever your intention is. And I'm betting that this is similar to when people write in uh, like feature requests to Tea Tree. And they're like, I wish it did this, that, and the other thing. And you're like, oh, well, this is our business and I know that with the resources we have and the timeline that we have, here are the features that we're rolling out. And so I get that that person is giving me feedback and they wish that that would be included, but here's why that's actually not a good fit or a priority for us. So you have to like just filter that feedback and not let it be like the squirrel thing where you're like, oh squirrel. And so yeah. now I gotta like re retool the course and I gotta make it and I gotta just like add stuff to it to please everybody. The point is, you, you're not gonna please everybody. So think about what your intention is, what your goal is in creating this thing, what the outcome is that you want somebody to have. And if the feedback doesn't line up with that, then you just kinda Yeah, the other really important lesson that I've learned, especially through building software products, is <laughs> if you hear feedback multiple times of the same thing, 
then you probably should open yourself up to it. And, and for us with Teachery, that has really helped decide features. And I'll give my previous co-founder a lot of credit is that I would hear from one of our customers and they would be asking for a feature. And I'm like, oh, that's actually a good idea. We should have that. But they're the only person who's asked about it. And he would always bring up like, is there anybody else asking about this? Because it's a lot of work for us to build this for just one person. And as much as I love bending over backwards for every single customer, and I do that through all of our businesses and all of our products and all of our things, when it comes to software, you can't do that. You will go bankrupt because the hours that you spend, if they're not profitable, you're, you're not gonna have a software product that actually churns out money. And so that has become kind of a thing for everything that we do. If I get one piece of negative feedback from someone on anything, a course, an email, whatever, I wait until I hear it from multiple people. And then I go, okay, I heard this from like five or 10 people. This is probably a thing that I need to address and I need really to consider. fix. Yeah, I think also, um the one thing I will say about feedback is that if you're somebody who is starting out and you're not getting any traction, like you're having such a hard time getting customers, you're having such a hard time converting sales, um, you're having such a hard time getting people to even be, you know, subscribe to your content, all this stuff, that's when you really do have to just put down the armor and kind of open up yourself to some feedback that might sting. Like, yeah. you know, if you're somebody who's been trying to do YouTube for so long and you just can't get those subscribers and you're wondering what's going on and you say maybe to a handful of people that are in your, you know, people that you trust, people that are in, our, in the arena and you go, listen, just give me the honest feedback and somebody says, hey, I think your content's great. I just don't know if you're the best on camera. Yep. And that hurts and that stings and you go, oh my gosh. And it could easily send you into self-doubt spiral or you could go, wow, that's really valuable feedback. I'm no longer gonna throw my resources towards this thing that maybe I'm not best suited for. So I will say that if you just feel like you're hitting your head against a wall and nothing's working, that's when you really do have to kind of open yourself up to all of that feedback, even if it's painful, so that you can move forward and put your attention towards something that's gonna work. Yeah, I mean, we have so little time that we can spend on things that to continue to spend time over and over doing something that doesn't produce results, you do have to give it a certain amount of time, but it's such good advice to get feedback from people and actually get that kind of difficult feedback. And I would say, again, like that to me goes to try and seek out someone who has done the thing you're trying to do and get feedback from them. Cause it's very yeah. different from like your friend or a loved one or whatever. And the reason why, and, and this is what I talked about a lot in that article, kind of the thing is that most people's negative feedback or critical feedback or feedback you don't want to hear stems from their own fears if they were to do that thing. And so it's like if someone was, if you're starting a YouTube channel and you're trying to make YouTube videos and you're not getting a lot of subscribers, and then you tell like your friend, you go, oh man, I'm really struggling to do this. And they're like, oh, well, I think you should just stop doing YouTube videos. It's probably not because they don't think you're good at it. It's because they think about themselves making those videos and yeah. it would scare the crap out of them. Right, so be aware of that. So you definitely wanna reach out to people who are doing the thing that you want to do and try and get that feedback and then ask. And, and we've done that over the years a lot of times and it is humbling. It's even humbling when you're quote unquote successful to get feedback, but I think it's just as an ever evolving human and trying to get better and to improve and to just constantly be adapting to new technologies and all these things, you have to be open to that stuff. Also, there is a timer that is going to go off. I can feel it. You saw me, you saw me look down at it. I mean, I just, ooh, we're close. I just had a, a quick aside. Did we do an episode on criticism before? Mm, <laughs> maybe. I'm starting to hope that all of this advice is not the exact replica but of this the is criticism what I, episode. This is what I told you like many episodes Tell ago, me. which is we could do the exact same episode, like six, six episodes apart and, and we'd have barely anyone thoughts. would notice.
There it is. Well, we'd also have different thoughts and different We would. We would have different thoughts and different perspectives. Guys, we don't know if we already talked about this subject, but we still think that well, it's we were fun on fire. On fire. We were on medieval fire today. We had Malice. We had Malachi. We had Macaulay Culkin. We had all of the Mals. Michaela. No, that's... It, that's Ma frustrating. All right, Carol. All right. Intro it. Guys, we now find ourselves at the second half of the episode where we do a little segment called... We Googled that for you. We're good to fee, as everyone We're calls to it. We're good to fee, as everyone calls it. I get phone calls every week of people being like, thanks calls. so much for We're good to fee. Yeah, and they, then they, they just, just leave, leave a, a message. message. Yeah, yeah. Cool. They go, somehow they go straight to voicemail. Just a We're good to fee call. All right, Carol. Stop, I didn't even explain what it was. Oh, okay. It's where we Google stuff for you. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, you get little tidbits of knowledge you can drop on your friends. Also, a couple episodes ago, I dropped my dishwasher versus hand washing dishes. People loved it. Couple people been reaching out saying, this blew my mind. Well, Thank you so much. You're saving the planet one. About seven people at a time. One privileged <laughs> person with a dishwasher at a time. But I look at that as the average of 6,000 gallons saved per year times seven people. It's like, you know, 42,000 gallons of water or whatever. Math. Yeah. All right, Carol, where okay. does the phrase dead as a doornail come from? <gasps> dead as a doornail. Shakespeare. Okay. Um, dead as a doornail. Why would a doornail be dead? Why would it? Why would it be dead? I'm just gonna go with Shakespeare. Shakespeare? <laughs> Was no, that? No, Jake's spear. Shakespeare. It's okay. the. It's a really smart spear that has lots of scripture no, on it. No, it's a YouTube channel <laughs> called Jake's Spear. He builds stuff, including doors. He uses nails, and this is where the phrase comes. And he's from. always inspired by Shakespeare, the, the brother of Shakespeare. <laughs> Uh, Guys, <laughs> that's gonna be the hot new baby name of 2020. Shakespeare. 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 This is our baby, Shakespeare. <laughs> he goes by Shakes. Shakes. All right. Where okay. does the phrase originate? That's what I said. Shakespeare. It's a Shakespeare play. Right. Uh, what time? Give me the time period. When was Shakespeare? Shakespeare. <laughs> it's the 16th. Is that right? 14th century. Is that what you said? I could be way off. 15? Did you say 14. 14th century? 14th nice. century? Nice. Yeah, yeah. That's the 1300s. Yeah, sure when is. When was Shakespeare? Shakespeare? I don't know. I'll have to look that up. Was that like way long time ago or yeah. not that long ago? There had to be like Doesn't that also writing. look like Shakespeare? That's not. That's Shakespeare. <laughs> that That's is Shakespeare. Shakespeare. I'll put the photo up for everyone to see Shakespeare. <laughs> All right. We're done with you. We're okay. With you. So the first recorded use of this was in 1350, a translation by William Langland, the French poem. I thought you were going to say William Shakespeare. <laughs> Guillaume de Palerne. Uh-huh. Uh, for but ich hau bot of me bal, I am dead as Dornal. Where'd you go? <laughs> Anywhere but here. Anywhere but the place where you're using your French accent. So the translation is basically, faith without works is feebler than nothing and dead as a doornail. And so it essentially just meant that, ooh, you do get some Shakespeare. 16th century was when Shakespeare was what going on. What did I on. say? I said 1600s. It's not that far off. So it's there, are, there are several different uses of this, by the way, of dead as a doornail. There's uh, dead as a dodo, dead as mutton, which is, that's kind of weird. That's meat, right? Yeah. Uh, so then it talks about doornails, but it <laughs> says, well, it says doornails are the large headed Yada, 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 dead. Yada, 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 doornail. <laughs> wow, super helpful. I can't wait to drop this at a cocktail party. <laughs> Uh, something about Shakespeare, do doornails. I almost want to end it there. I almost want to just be done. I think we're going to. This is I'm gonna the read worst the worst <laughs> movie we've ever done. 
or the best. It could be the best because people are like, I learned nothing with that one. <laughs> I'm picturing someone like with the cocktail in their head being like, it's like a, de a lolling conversation. You're like, oh, hey guys. Yeah. Shakespeare once said doornails were dead and also French stuff. Bye. Bye. <laughs> okay. I really Great. just kind of want to end it. I just going to, cause now, I, was that because you're still unsure of the doornail reference? Uh, I'm going to take that as a yes. No. So essentially the, the thing that it says here, which is that the doornail part is, <laughs> The thing that it says here, which is that the doornail... No, I'm gonna try it again, and then you, you say, you say nothing of substance. The thing that it says here, which is that the doornail... You say nothing. You okay. say, no, well, essentially, what you have, this is coming full circle to mansplaining. That is, that is mansplaining. No, you know, what, essentially, we just kind of go out there and execute. Did a good job execution. Oh, we did a good job executing. Good execution. Uh, we did a good job executing tonight. Oh, it was a good job. We did a great job executing. We got to go out there and execute the plan. And we did. I thought we did a good You're job of that. Nothing. Uh, on a doornail, the head of the doornail is typically called the doornail, is the head of it. So when you hammer it in, the last thing that you see is the doornail in the door. And so when it's hammered all the way in, that's where the phrase potentially originated why dead as dead? a doornail. Because you can't hammer it any further. That's why. Boom, mansplained. You got your cocktail, you got your party, and you got your Shakespeare. You're welcome. You guys are so welcome for that tidbit of a gem. I hope someone- Please, I'm gonna take this segment where you say nothing and just watch it whenever I feel sad. The thing that it says here, which is that the doornail- Essentially, which, what you got here is, you got a doornail, you got some dead stuff. Yeah, okay. uh, this is our show. This is how this it is works. This is our show. Welcome to our I show. I kind of wish it was just the last five minutes was the whole show, but I don't think that that would really get anyone anywhere in life. If you're tuning in for the first time and you are wondering And you yourself. made it this far. I don't think if they tuned in for the first time, they made it this far. No one makes it this far who just tuned in <laughs> for the first time. You don't think so? For the first time? Nah. Nah. You're talking about practice? You're talking about practice? No, it's only the people who execute out there that make it this far. Our joyful lurkers. I, I reject that. I reject that. I think tops. somebody just randomly came across this. Jake Spear? And they are listening <laughs> all the way through. Jake Spear? All right. I have the wand of destruction, which turns our episode off. Aww. So thanks for watching. We really appreciate your faces. And we'll see you on the next episode. The next episode. This episode. Go subscribe to Jake Spear, by the way. Here he's doing great things on YouTube. <laughs> it's like we have a second chance, second life. Bye. Bye.